Shalom Abrach, we're up to Chagiga, Daf Chav Zayin, but we're going to kick it off on Chavav Amr Beis, by a new Mishnah that says, it talks about being Metaher the Azara, then we talk about the Shulchan, was the Shulchan able to become Tameh? How? We talk about how we know that we had backup Kalim for the base of Mikdash, and we finish off the Masechta and Seder Moyed. Talking about this fascinating creature called the Salamandra, as well as the effects of Gehenim on Sadiqim and Poishim. Well, we start off with a Mishnah at the bottom of Chavavom at Aleph that tells us that as soon as Yomtev was over, there would be Matahir, everything in the Azara, because things could have been touched by Amaratim. And it could be that there was Toma there. If Yomtev ended on a Friday, then they, would, then they wouldn't do that to Hara because of covered Shabbos. The Kahan were busy preparing for Shabbos on Friday and Tahara's uh, Azara would impede on the era of Shabbos preparation. If Yehuda says that even if it was Thursday, they would push it off till Sunday. And the Gemara explains that after the Regal, they would, over if they would save all the ashes on the Mizbeach to show everybody just how many Karbanas were brought. And that was a huge job to clear off the ashes after Yomtev. So even if Yomtev ends on Thursday, they had to spend Thursday clearing off the ashes, Friday preparing for Shabbos, and then there would be Matar Dazara, Kfir Yehuda, on Sunday. Now the next Mishra tells us how they were Matar Dazara. They were toivel every keli in the base of Mikdash. And they would tell every Amaretz, or the Kahanam Amaratim, make sure not to touch the Shulchan. The Shulchan specifically was not parable. We're going to talk about that in the Gemara. Every Kali in the base of Mikdash had a backup and a backup backup, just in case the first one became Tomei, there was always a Tahar one available to take its place. Also, every Kali in the base of Mikdash needed Tvila except for the Mizbeach Hazov, the Mizbeach Anachoshes, because these are considered Karka, which is not Makabal Tuma, according to Eliezer. However, the Chachamim say, you know why they're not Makabal Tuma? Because they are coded. And the Gemara is going to have to understand that because it sounds like coding something with a metal would make it Makabal Tuma. Tome, Tuma. Says the Gemara, we have a Brisa that says that not only would they warn the Kahanam not to touch the Shulchan, they would also warn the Kahanam Amaratzim not to touch the Menorah. Why didn't our Mishnah mention the Menorah? Well, by the Shulchan, it says Tomid. The Menorah, it doesn't say Tomid. Meaning, although the, the Menorah was consistently lit, it was not constantly lit, according to Rashi. Tesis and the Ramam have another re- explanation for the Menorah not being Tomid, because it does say Tomid by the Menorah. The Brisa learns that it, the Pasuk says, The Menorah needs to be next to the Shulchan, so the same way you can't move the Shulchan, can't move the Menorah. So, being Matahir, it would be an issue. Now, our Mishnah had no problem leaving out the Menorah because you just need to be koivea the spot for the Menorah, but you would be allowed to remove it to table it. The Gemara says, well, why can't you uh, touch the Menorah? The, the Shulchan, everyone says that the kind of Mamaratim should not touch the Shulchan. It was made out of wood, and it was osoy lenachas. It didn't go anywhere. It was a set wooden structure, and any set wooden structure is not makabal tumah. Well, the Gemara explains that in order for something to be Mikabal Toma, it has to be like a bag, which is moved when it's full and when it's empty. Right in a bag, you fill it up and then you move it and you empty it out. So too, the Shulchan was moved when it was 
it's used full and empty. Rish Lakish uh, tells us that when the Pasuk calls the Shulchan the Shulchan Atar, because it could become Tameh, even though it's a Kliates, that is Osr Lenachas, it doesn't move, it's a set wooden structure, they would actually pick it up to show the Oile Vigalim, the Lechem upon him, they would show them, look how much Hashem loves you, just like we put it, we put the, the bread, the Lechem upon him, the, the Matzahs, into the Shulchan a week ago, it was warm and it was fresh, a week later it's still like that, even though if you look at these Sephardi Matzahs, Especially if they're tefach thick, they turn into bricks after 10 minutes of uh, not being warmed up. But they were still steaming. They were able to see the steam coming off of the lechem aponim. This is one of the, the nisim. It was a nice gold that happened in the base Mikdosh. They came off a week later, just as fresh as they went in. Now the Gemara says, Why wasn't the Shulchan... Of course the Shulchan was Mechabal Tumah. It was coated with gold. We have a Mishnah that tells us that if you coat a table with uh, something that's Mechabal Tumah, the whole thing is Mechabal Tumah. Or maybe he'll tell me like a review, like uh, that since it was made of Atzei Shittim, which are very Choshev, that it's still considered wood, it won't be bottle to the golden coating. That's only Kifirish Lakish, who says that if the thing which you are coating is so Choshev, it won't be bottle. But he says that even if you have fancy imported uh, wood and you coat it, it's now bottled to the coating, and it's Mechabal So the Shulchan should be Mechabal just because it's coated. Maybe you'll say because it's only going to be Batel to the coating when the coating is permanently nailed in, attached to the contents. And maybe the, the Shulchan wasn't. We had a discussion between Ishlokish and Rebbechanan, and they came out that it doesn't matter whether it's permanently attached to what it's coating. So why don't we simply say that the Shulchan is because it's covered in gold. What are you asking because it's wood? Who cares about the inside? The premius? Uh, it's covered in gold. No, the shulchan is different because the Torah calls it eights. So no matter how much gold you put on top of it, it will still be eights. This is the shulchan in front of Hashem. It's wood. Now, the Pasuk started talking about the Mizbeach and finished with the Shulchan. But the Eitz is still going on Shulchan. In fact, Rabbi Yechonon uh, told Yishlakish, they used to say that when the Beis HaMikdash was around, the Mizbeach was Mechaper on everybody. But now, our own Shulchan is Mechaper on, on our Averis. Rashi explains, by inviting guests, Hachanasas Orchim, that schus is a Kapora. Now, our Mishnah also said that we had doubles of everything in the Beis HaMikdash, in case something became Tomei. How do we know? Well, by the Mizbeach Nechoshes, it says, Mizbeach Adom Atasali. By the Mizbeach Azov, it says, Hamanur Vaham Mizbechois, the plural Mizbechois. And since we, we see from the, the plural lotion by the Mizbeach Azov that there was more than one, so to the Mizbeach Nechoshes had more than one. Now the Chachamim say, Wait! The Mizbeach Azov and the Mizbeach Nechoshes you're saying that they're not Mechabal Tumba because they're like Harka. Chomam say it's because they're coated. The Gemara says, wait, if you code it, then it is Mechabal Tumba. So we have two answers. Number one, that the Chachamim were saying exactly that. I disagree with you. I think that these Mizbechos are Mechabal Tumba because they are coated. Second answer is that the Rabbanan are explaining Rebbe saying, you're saying that it's not Mechabal Tumba. I, they're coated. 
No, those coatings are batel to the mezbech, to the karka of the mezbech. Really, they're not mekabal. First answer is that they disagree, and they hold that it is Mekabal The second answer is that they, that they agree that it's not Mekabal and they're explaining that even though it's coded, it's Botel to the Mizbeach. Next, Rabbi Avoam Revelozer tells us that a Tamachochem is not affected by the fires of Gehenim. And he, we, he learns a Kavachomer from this, this mystical creature called the Salamandra, and Rashi explains it was this creature that is created from a fire which burns for seven years straight. Now, this salamandra comes out of fire, and it is fireproof. Fire doesn't affect it. Atamachachum, which is entirely fire. Kol guvan is ish. The Pesach says, Aloi koi divrei ka'ish no ma'ashem. So, Allah has come of a kama, that they're going to be fireproof. Rish Lokar says that the fire of Gehenim does not affect the Poshet Yisrael. And he learns a kavachomer from the Mizbech Hazov, because the Mizbech Hazov had a thick coating, a thin coating of gold, the size of a dinar on the top. And there was fire, there were embers, there was katarias burning on it for years. But it never affected it. So the Poshe Yisrael, which Chazal tell us, are Mole Mitzvah Karimoin, based on the Pesach Kefela Karimoin, Rakoseich. And we read it, Rakoseich. That even the empty ones of Kai Yisrael or molimitzus karim and Allah has come of a kama that the fires of Gehenna will not affect them. Hadran Allah, Perek, Choymerba, Koydesh, Sligala, Mesecheska, Giga, and Hadran Allah, Seder Moyed. Thank you so much for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.